Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Man, happy Saturday to you, and today we're in Psalm 133. If you like short psalms, this psalm is for you, and uh, man, such a good psalm. Such This is, again, just reminding me, man, the, the beauty of just walking through the Word. If you walk through the Word, man, if you get in the Bible and you just say, you know what, I'm going to devote myself to this and really treat it as it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, then the issues of the day, the things going on in your life, I'm just telling you, will be addressed in this Word. It just will be. And it might not be the day that you're in it, right? I mean, oftentimes it is. It's amazing how the Lord works it out. But but so often, if you keep on reading, it will not be long. It won't be long before you see um, things in your life that are being addressed. And and Psalm 133 is an amazing example of that. So hope you have your Bible uh, or at least listen along. I'll just read it. And you're going to see what I'm saying probably in the first verse. But this is what it says. It says, Behold, How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I'm going to read verse 1 again. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. You know, if you have siblings, you've been in your house when it was not a very unified place, right? You've been in your house when uh, there was a fight that happened earlier that day and maybe it happened, you know, the morning before you went to school and then you're at school and you come back home when it is just like a war zone, right? You've been in a place where people were not unified. It's a pretty terrible place to be. Man, man, if you have people that are close-knit together, that are with one another, but they aren't unified, and yet they're living in the same proximity, they're doing life together, they're all those things, but they're not unified, that's a very frustrating and, frankly, it's just a very tiresome place to be. And unfortunately, man, just to be honest, unfortunately, that's what we see a lot in the church, isn't it? We see people who, who they might attend the same church service, they might be in the same church fellowship together, but unity is sometimes the furthest thing from what we see. It's people who disagree, people who fight, people who have all these disagreements. And, and here's what we need to realize is that the body of Christ cannot settle for that. That us and the body of Christ, we cannot settle for disunity. We cannot settle for disunity. And here's where my fear is, we can't be okay with disunity. You know, I've heard it said before. It's like, well, you know, sometimes people just don't agree, and that's just kind of how it is. So sometimes people aren't going to get along, and you know what? That's just part of living this life, and that's how it is. Listen to me. I can disagree with you on an issue, or I can disagree with you on something, and yet still be unified with you. Like, I can disagree with you on, on some theological topic, or I can disagree with you on how something should be fleshed out and worked out, but, but we can both agree together and be unified in what Jesus has done for us and what the gospel is doing in us. There is unity that can still be found in disagreement, but sometimes we let our disagreement lead to disunity. And what I want you to know is, man, the Bible does not call for that. It says in Psalm 133, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. 
And here's what the beauty of the gospel is. We talked about in yesterday's episode how, man, the gospel should impact the way we read the Psalms, right? The, the, what Jesus does and what Jesus accomplishes for you and I is not something that we just read when we get to Matthew. We, we think about Jesus and we think about what he's doing for us in all of the Bible because, you know, Wednesday nights right now, we're going through the book of Ephesians where we're preaching verse by verse, line by line through the letter of the Ephes- to, the, the, to the church in Ephesus, to the Ephesians. And what is one of the main things Paul talks about there? He says, hey, as for you, you were dead in your sin. You were far from God, but you have been made alive. And then what does he say? You have been made one. That Paul is writing to Jewish Christians now. Paul is writing to Gentile Christians and says, hey, guys, this is not what you're supposed to do. You don't need to go over here and have a Jewish church, and you don't need to go over here and have a Gentile church. You don't need to go over here and have a church for this social status and a church for that social status. No, but because in Christ, whether you're the richest, whether you're the poorest, whether you're the freest, whether you're a slave, whether you used to be a Jew, whether you used to be a Gentile, whether you're a guy, whether you're a girl, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a grandparent, whatever, in Christ, unity is accomplished and unity is possible. That unity is accomplished in what Jesus did because it was as Jesus shed his blood it wasn't like he said, okay, that drop was for the Jewish person over here, and then, but this this part over here, that's separate for Gentiles. They're in a, they're a part of a different salvation plan. No, no. The, the, what does God tell Abraham from the very beginning of Genesis 12? That he's going to bless all nations through him. Black, white, brown, color, whatever. Go through the list. He's going to bless all nations through him. That the gospel brings this unity unlike anything else in the world. That the gospel is what brings us unity together. So as believers, as you and I then, as we're living out in this life, as we're living out as followers of Jesus, then the church in the midst of a world that's disunified, in the midst of a world that is Republican, that's Democrat, that's independent, in the midst of a world that, that believes this on one issue and that on another issue and this year, that the church is a place where they should look at and say, man, those people are different from one another. You, you got doctors and plumbers and teachers and all kinds of different things. You got people that are different than one another, but man, those people are together. They're together and they're unified with one another. So man, I would encourage you because Jesus accomplishes that for you, because Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins, for the sins of the world, to bring us into the family of God. Man, if there's any area of your life Right now, where you're experiencing disunity with another believer. Maybe it's another person at the point. Maybe it's another person who, man, loves Jesus and they're at a different church or something. But there is disunity and there's friction there. Man, I encourage you. Man, go to that person today. Be be the bigger person. Apologize. Take that first step and say, hey, listen, disunity is something that we can't be okay with. That this unity is something that we can't be comfortable with. But the Bible says that when brothers dwell in unity, it's a good thing. It's a pleasant thing when brothers and sisters are dwelling in unity. And Jesus has already accomplished all we needed to be unified. So let's just live out in that. And dwell in unity today. Love on your brothers and sisters today in Christ so that we can dwell in unity because the Bible says it is a good and it is a pleasant thing. I love you, man. This weekend, tonight, services start at 6 o'clock, blended service and lift. And then tomorrow, 9 and 11, uh, blended and lift as well. Be in service if you can. Man, we'd love for you to come back and worship with us. If not, catch it online. But man, we can't wait to worship with you. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. 
We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.